Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through View number 509. Today we're going to take a look at Bear Valley. Now this is a new release from Stronghold Games. It's the second in their pocket line. The last game in this series was Diamonds. Uh, this is a very different game than Diamonds. Uh, designed by Carl Chuddock, who's done Glory to Rome, Innovation, Impulse, and Motainai, and a couple other games. Uh, this is a little bit lighter of a game, or kind of a sort of a family friendly game for him. Uh, what players are going to be doing are trying to basically move from one camp to the other in this forest and try not to get eaten by a bear. <laughs> as well as kind of sort of try to avoid other hazards. And then as you start to play with some of the more advanced rules, you get some tools and things that you can do to kind of break the rules of the basic game. Uh, so let's jump in and take a look at how it works and then I'll tell you what I think. Okay, here I've got the game set up for a three player game. You can see this kind of river here. And players will start down here on this sort of beginner camp. And you can see it's got a river there with the bridge. And they're trying to make it all the way up here to uh, get to this camp here. And the first player to get to this card is going to be the winner. And this is a three player short game. You can see there's some other of these starting uh, river cards. And depending on the number of players, if you're playing a short or long game, you can increase basically the distance of this path here. Now, <laughs> this can take up a ton of table space, especially playing more players and the long game. Even a three-player long game can take up a ton of space. All right, so what players are gonna do on their turn is they're gonna flip a card from this deck and they're trying to attach it to these here. So let's just play that. Now, the first player on their first turn can only move one space. And the second player in the first turn can move two spaces. The third player can move three spaces. Once everybody's had a turn, then you can kind of push your luck as far as you want. So let's try to place this card. So the first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna decide which path you're gonna go out. And you do that actually before you pull the card. So let's say I pick this path here. So I put this and then if I can line it up, I have to line it up so the paths are uh, matching. So I couldn't do it like this because that's moving into an empty zone or where there's no path. So I go here and then if I was the L player, I could say, okay, I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna go move into that. Now, if it's a bridge, you have to kind of show that you're not on the bridge. You're moving from this path going in through here. You, know, you can come back up, but you can't ever be or move through the same space as another player unless you are on the other side of like a river here, or there maybe it will be like a hedge in the middle, or in this case, there's a bridge. Somebody could be on the bridge and the other player could be on the path, but normally you can't be on the same card like that. So the old player did that turn. So now blue can't go this way. So blue's gonna do his turn. He's gonna go down here. So he's gonna say, I'm gonna go down there. We're gonna try to line that up. And so we can't do it any other way than that. So he's gonna go here. Now you notice he's not actually gonna move yet. He's gonna go ahead and go for his second card since this is his first turn. And he's gonna say, go down there. And so we can say, okay, we've got to line it up here. And one thing you'll notice here, you have to sort of stagger the cards so they're sort of in the middle. You don't ever like line them up flush like that. And that way the paths line up all nice. So he's gonna be in here. And you can say, okay, I'll commit to that. Now, if you ever draw a bear card, you've got to immediately stop, unless this is a seventh or higher card, and then you are eaten by a bear and actually out of the game. So let's do this hypothetical example here for the gray player. Let's say someone got here and he pulls a bear card. So normally he would have to stop in his turn, he doesn't move. But if the first card you pull is a bear, then you can choose to keep going. So you say he goes here, and then he's gonna go out this exit right up here. And he will grab this card like so, and we'll do that. And then maybe he keeps going. So maybe he decides to go out this exit up here, and we'll flip this card, and we'll go ahead and put this here like so. 
Now again, since this is his first turn and he's the third player, he can go at most three spaces like that. From now on, players can push their luck as much as they want. And push their luck, you might pull a card and there are other cards besides bears that will stop you in your tracks. And again, if you pull a card uh, and it's your seventh or higher card for that turn, then the bear will actually eat you. So let's say the yellow player here, he's gonna come out this way and he pulls a mountain card. Now mountains are special because you can only ever move one space further after moving through a mountain. So at most he could go one space. So he could, so if he was moving here, you'll notice that you don't actually move your figure again until you're done moving because you might pull a card that stops you. If that case that stops you, then you just stay where you're at. You've formed the path a little bit, but your guy hasn't actually moved. So let's say he's gonna go one more spot. He's gonna go out this exit. So he's gonna pull this here. And so he's gonna go ahead and just commit to that. He's gonna move up and go through here like that because he can only go one space further if you ever pass through a mountain. Now there are a bunch of other special cards and these are used in the advanced game. You can see we've got the mushroom, mushrooms down here and the gold and there's foxes and ropes and the machete and so on. The only other special card we're concerned about in the basic game is this, uh, this woods card. And you can see these have different stones on the path. So this one has three stones, this one has five and so on. So if you were on, let's just kind of move yellow up here. Then let's say he was going to explore from the stone path and you say, I'm gonna to try to go out this exit here. And you can see that's got three stones on it. But let's say he pulled this card here and this has four exits. If the path that has four stones, basically matching the number of exits exists and it's not already you know eaten up by going into another path, you have to place this here and move in that direction. So it's sort of like getting confused and lost in the woods. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is as you're sort of counting these out, if you're, let's say you're on the fourth card that you're going to pull and you went ahead and pulled this card, if the number of exits that are on the card equal the space of the, the, the number of steps that you've moved, then you immediately throw the card down and you stop and you can't move. It's as if you would run into a bear, so to speak. Uh, and the other thing is you have to, if you ever move through or explore a water space, you have to stop and then you have to, you stop on that space, you're allowed to move to that space. But that's the basic game. You kind of just flip cards and the thing that you can do in the basic game is you can sort of try to cut people off and, and worm routes in front of them so they've got to kind of double back and so on. But again, once the player, the first player moves up to the final camp, they're gonna be the winner. Now, all of these extra little cool icons and things are what comes into play in the advanced game. Uh, so some of these are gonna be equipment. If we saw here, this one here was a machete. And so whenever you draw a card with equipment or with gold in this case, you go ahead and put that token out onto the card. And so if a player starts their turn on that card, they can pick that up and take it with them and you can actually use uh, one equipment uh, on a turn. When you use the equipment, you're gonna leave it behind wherever you used it. Other players can come and pick it up. Uh, so the equipment's very different. So the uh, machete here, you can actually use it to go through hedges and, and go through places where there's no path, for example. So if we use it up here, we could actually use this and actually move through this. We would leave the machete off, you know, with the spot where we started and actually go through that. Uh, the other thing, oh, I forgot to mention one thing about the basic game, is if the first or second card you pull, you can't physically make a path, you can still push through those cards, but your turn has to end at that point. Otherwise, if you pull a card that forces, a, you know, you to put a card that there's no way to line up a path, then your turn will just end. Sorry, I forgot that. Uh, the other thing you can do here is you have these canoes. 
and these allow you to move through water. Remember I said you had to stop through water? And so if I wanted to do that, you can actually uh, maybe go through here and leave this behind and keep moving through the water space, or you can actually use it to transition from one water space to another, leave that behind, and then you can keep kind of exploring from there. There's also rope that you can get here, and this allows you to uh, jump up and up or down a bridge. So if you're here, you can actually sort of switch paths. You can go up or down like that. And so that allows you to get on different tracks. And again, these can be picked up uh, by other players. Now, if you do get a space here with this spyglass, you can discard this on a space, and then you can explore all of the open spots. So let's say you're up here. So you're up here, you discard the spyglass, so you'll draw a card for each open space, and then you can decide uh, where to move from there. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, and there's one, no, there's two more pieces of equipment. The next one here is a flashlight. Now this is very interesting, you need to have a cave. Now let's say we were magically on this space here, and we had a flashlight, we could discard that, and uh, then you can do a couple things. You can either move to any other cave on the board, and as long as there's not another player on that card, or you can count three spaces. And I'll just give you kind of an example here. So you could say one, two, three, or you could do one, two, three, and these could be empty spaces. And you stop counting the number of movement there, uh, but the last space that you, uh, out of the three, has to be unexplored. So I could go one, two, three, and explore that. None of the paths have to really match up, but it's kind of a way to sort of tunnel underground and then come up somewhere else. That can be very effective to kind of help your movement along with the canoe, the canoe's pretty good. Uh, but you can discard that flashlight to do that, or you can go from one cave to another cave that possibly was revealed uh, somewhere else. The last piece of item is this picnic basket. And if you have a picnic basket and you're going to move through a bear space, you can discard this as you move, and then you can keep going, because normally you can't move through a bear space. Uh, and also, once you've dropped that there, other players can move through the bear space because the bear is busy eating the picnic basket. Uh, gold is interesting. Gold will allow you to move through another player's space. So if you have more gold than that player, then you can move through. Uh, also, if you're tied for the amount of gold, whoever has less equipment can move through the other player as long as they have less equipment than them. Uh, the last thing that we can mention here is the uh, trading post. If you pull this up, in the basic game it's nothing, but if you pull it up here in the advanced game, you have to either stop unless you can actually make a trade. And when you make a trade, you have to sort of trade not in your favor. So these gold pieces here are basically worth a value of two. Each equipment item is worth a value of one. So if you wanted, you could trade a gold for one equipment, or you could trade three equipment for one gold and so on. So you just have to make a trade. If you can't make a trade, let's say you don't have anything, then that ends your turn if you pull that. Uh, these are really kind of crazy people in the woods that have shotguns apparently. Uh, the other thing that you can do with gold is you can actually win the game if you magically collect three gold and instead of getting to the end camp, you can get back to uh, the base camp. So if you, that's an alternate win condition when you play with the advanced game. Now the fox and the mushrooms and the butterflies, and there's even here special character cards and these have different sort of cons and pros and special abilities that you can do. Those are optional rules. So 
basically the equipment and the gold is the advanced rules and then the special tiles and the characters are optional rules or more advanced. Uh, the other thing that you can do in the advanced rules is let's say you get to a dead end, you can make a contingency move and anywhere that you didn't step through before you moved your pawn, you can actually move as long as it's already been explored and kind of double back and go like that. Um, so that's kind of a lot of rules overwhelming. I would definitely say play the basic game a couple of times just to get the gist of it. Cause it's kind of like, well, what's the point? I'm just flipping cards. But then you kind of start to see some of the choice and stuff that's involved. Uh, there also is a uh, rule summary here uh, that you can print out. And it kind of condenses the rules and just another way to read it and it'll fold up and fit in your box. Uh, so that's another way to kind of invest it before you start jumping into all the equipment rules and all the optional rules, which once you digest is really, you know, a piece of cake. You know, the rope, you go up and down, the machete, you can bust through forest and so on. Uh, but then once you can kind of slowly step into the complete game. Okay, so that is Bear Valley. And sorry, that might be kind of overwhelming, like all the information that I presented. It's not that bad. But like I said at the end there, you want to dive into the basic game, maybe play that a couple times, and then add the equipment, and then maybe start adding the character abilities and so on like that. Now, the rule book is pretty thick, but m most of this or a good chunk of it is the ex examples of play. So it'll walk you through a few turns so you can go, oh, okay, I see how this works. And, but again, you've got to just sort of jump right into it. So my takeaway is this, and it's very, very interesting for me because I've played this 15 times at least, I've stopped counting, but I don't know that I recommend the game, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so that's a very interesting position to be in as a reviewer because it's very, very different game. I've not played a game like this. It's kind of like, okay, you throw down tiles, you try to be kind of crafty about how you block off paths and, and you know, sort of establish yourself as, you know, getting a, a sort of a easier path to get to the camp. And you can do that with the basic game. It actually works fine. It takes about 10, 10 or 15 minutes to play it that way. Um, and then you start adding in the equipment and then you get these kind of crazy like little combo things like, oh, I have a move here, I can discard the canoe, jump over here, keep moving and blah, 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 and you keep moving up. Or you can get the cave out and so on. Sometimes you get like, you know, passages keep taking you completely the opposite direction of where you're trying to go. Um, so it gets a little bit more interesting that way. Now, the weird thing about the game is we've had some plays of this game that were just fantastic. They were amazing. Uh, they were like come from behind. It was like Billy would get up and he'd be like one card away from winning. So you know in the next turn, all he has to do is draw one card, boom, boom, move, he's in the final camp. So then everybody's pushing their luck, you know, and then I, I'm on, I'm on like my 10th card and I get eaten by a bear. And then Francesca goes and she gets up, she's like on her 12th card and she wins and then, you know, Billy doesn't win at, at the last moment and so on. And like I said, the, the map itself can grow huge, especially if you play with the long game. Even with a lesser amount of players, you need like a good chunk of table space. Uh, so you have those games that are very exciting and interesting and you kind of see these little combos because remember like, you know, the water will stop you and the mountains will slow you down. And so you have to kind of take all that into consideration. But then you can have a game where it's like, you know, Billy just kind of walks into victory because you and Francesca keep drawing bears and mountains and stuff and water and you've got to stop and maybe your special character fear that you have makes you, slows you down and then it is kind of draw right into victory. Now I would say that happens not as much as the fun games do, but it definitely can happen. Um, so it sits kind of in a weird, spot because it seems like you just kind of flip a card and do what it, it does and to an extent that is that it is there and it kind of dictates a little bit but 
once you kind of play it, like I said, I played it 15 times or so, and you kind of start to see where the decisions are and where, even from the beginning, because the games are short, even with the longer games and the advanced stuff, you're still like 15 minutes or so, maybe 20. And you start to see from the beginning what's interesting because now you have the whole gold aspect because, okay, can I try to get three gold and just, you know, hike back to camp and win that way? Or do I get more gold so I can just pass you? Or, you know, then you can consider the amount of equipment each player has. So if you're tied for gold, if I have less equipment than you, so do you want to grab that equipment because it's allowing me to go through you and so on? So there's a little bit more different angles to the push your luck in that aspect. So that's really, really cool. So, it, But it takes some digging to get to that, I think. The first time you play, you're going to be like, huh? <laughs> was it a game? I don't know what I just did. But the exploration side of it, the kind of discovery side of it, is what kind of kept me going. Um, so that's kind of interesting. And you get this path, and you have a kind of a little bit of a narrative of a story that happens and, and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, Vertigo got lost in the woods and got eaten by a bear and all that. Now, the one thing I was talking with my friend... Jeff Gamble, and he does the Longview podcast, and he was talking to uh, his co-host Lloyd about this, and we had the same thought, and Lloyd had the perfect idea, um, was to retheme this as like uh, Friday the 13th, or some kind of like horror thing, and I was like, that's perfect, <laughs> because instead of gold, which is weird, like, okay, I have more gold than you, and I can pass you in the woods, that doesn't make sense, or I get three gold, and I go back to camp, and I, I win, I mean, it doesn't make sense that why would gold be valuable in the wilderness? You'd want to get home for that. And the whole like fear of the bear is there and that, that kind of fits. But I think it would be kind of cool. Like, let's say the gold was bullets. And then if you got the three bullets, then you went back to Jason's lair or whoever's lair and you shot him. And then you won because you were the guy that killed the evil guy, Freddy or Jason or whatever. Or it makes a lot of sense because you all three or four or six of you are trying to escape and the first one out wins and everybody else gets killed, you know, by the murderer guy. And to me, that would just, it, because the game has those elements, it really does. It really has the elements of tension and exploration and trying to be a race to get to the end and screwing people over and sending them down the wrong way so they get eaten by a bear or whatever. It would just make more sense <laughs> if it was like a horror game. So I don't think they ever will, but they, they, to me it would be... It would be a great game, I think, if it was that theme. As it is, it's just a pretty fun, it's kind of a cool, kind of quirky game at this point. Um, and it's just kind of, like I said, the whole natural kind of exploration and kind of see what happens to you with a little bit of those kind of weird choices to make. Yeah, that works, but I don't know if that's going to be for everybody. So I'm doing the review of it and sort of recommending it because we've had a ton of fun. Like I said, we played 15 times, so we've had some fun with it. But to me, we just can't, now we can't get off it where it's like, I wish, okay, so the bear is a demonic bear and it's trying to kill us. And if we get the three uh, gold nuggets, those are actually like these special crystals that will kill this like demonic Cthulhu bear. <laughs> so that's the story that we tell ourselves now. And we're all trying to escape and all that stuff. And we have these really weird fears. With these, these cards are cool. The character cards are kind of funny because the name of the character is like the opposite of their fear, uh, which is funny. But it's a fun game. It's a quick, small game, so I would definitely get it and try it because it's very different, I think. This is one you got to give it a few plays and work your way into the advanced game and all that good stuff. I just wish it was a different theme because, <laughs> to me, it would just be so good. And that's why I'm harping on this because I think it would be perfect. It would be, like, the perfect theme for this because it's light. It's silly. You can, you can be a little bit vindictive with it. You can cut people off. All right. Definitely take a look at this one and give it a shot, though. So that's Bear Valley. Thanks. Thanks.